Hey guys, and welcome back to What is Life Storytime with X. I'm your host, Christina Lucille, but you can call me X. On this podcast episode, I am going to tell you the most embarrassing moment, story of my life, as well as a couple of other stupid dating fiascos that I had. So it's kind of a sequel to my previous episode which was titled cheating so you guys I feel like the shittiest person for the story that I'm about to tell you okay for those of you who don't know I met my husband on tinder yes tinder he was my first and only tinder date okay so how this happened was I was single since 2013 officially like not in a relationship boyfriend girlfriend title relationship so I was in my third semester of nursing school it was 2015 I dated here and there but like nothing serious nothing official so I had a friend at Starbucks who told me like you should get a tinder start dating like try it out and I was like no totally not my thing I'm so busy like tinder's probably gross people are just on the app basically for one thing so I didn't want to try it out at all and she's like come on it's fun to swipe and I'm like dude then you get one however she had a boyfriend so she's like I can't get a tinder and so I absolutely did not want to try it out at first and then um I was bored one day really bored on social media in general I was tired of snapchat instagram facebook so I was like okay fine like let me download tinder um I ended up matching with like 20 people in one week and so I came across my husband's profile and I remember seeing that it said vegetarian works in the medical field and animal lover and I'm like I love all those things I was in nursing school so of course I love the medical field I thought my husband was actually a doctor and the reason why I thought that is because I knew a lot of doctors who didn't tell people that they were um doctors because then they felt like people would only date them for money um so I totally thought that he wrote medical field specifically because of this turns out later on no it's because he was um a tissue procurement surgeon I guess you can say (laughs) basically when you donate your organs there is a technician that comes and um will recover those organs so I guess that is a weird thing to tell people (laughs) so instead of putting that on his profile he just wrote works in medical field um but I remember swiping right I guess is that it (laughs) specifically because of those three things I'm not a vegetarian but I was like trying to be vegan for a little bit while I was in nursing school so I liked his profile he seemed cute I didn't hear from him for a few days. But anyway, there, when I was working at Starbucks, was a guy that was working in our plaza um, on the other side of the plaza at this location. And he kept asking me to go on a date. He was totally not my type. However, my friends had been telling me, like, stop dating the same type of person. Like, this is probably why your relationships don't work. So this guy kept asking me out on a date. And I was like, you know what? Fine. 
I was in my third semester of nursing school, mind you. This was a few weeks before the semester was about to end. So I finally agreed and I told this guy, like, when my semester's over, like, fine, I'll go on a date with you. So I had actually downloaded Tinder about three weeks before school was about to end. So when I met my husband, when I matched with him and he finally, I believe it was two days after I swiped on his profile, that he um, finally wrote back to me and we matched. I really liked him, but everybody else that I matched with was either really creepy or you could definitely tell they only wanted one thing. And so I realized that every other guy that would ask me like, hey, want to go on a date? I would tell them like, oh, I'm out of school in three weeks if you want to, if you're like down to go on a date then. However, with my husband, I was like, I want to meet him as soon as possible. So I kind of already knew like I really, really liked my husband and like I had a feeling that he was just the one person I was going to go on a date with. So that's ended up what happened. That ends what ended up happening sorry um so we go on our first date we go to starbucks um we were there for six hours (laughs) six hours you guys i showed up at four o'clock at this starbucks that i used to work at i didn't want to go to my starbucks because where i worked i knew all the customers were gonna like talk to me my coworkers were there probably be awkward so but obviously like I'm not one trying to get catfished and two trying to get murdered. So I went to a location where I used to work where I still knew a couple of people. And I honestly still had customers that knew me for that work there. So our date just kept getting interrupted. But I totally remember sitting there thinking that he was like, um, like I remember sitting there thinking, okay, after this date, I'm going to go study for this. Um, my friend was throwing a Friendsgiving. I was like, we'll go to the Friendsgiving afterwards. It was so funny because um, it started slowing down. And I look over and I saw them sweeping the lobby. And I'm like, what time do you guys close? And they were like, in 10 minutes. I looked at my watch and holy shit, we were there for six hours. It was almost 10 p.m. And one thing I kind of thought was funny was that my husband kept getting up to go to the bathroom throughout these six hours. And I totally thought that he was trying to get somebody to like text him and tell him like, hey, I have an emergency to like kind of end the date. But that wasn't the case. It it ended up being his sister. Um, She was trying to convince him to like go take me to dinner because it was a coffee date so she didn't expect it to last like six hours and yeah so that was kind of funny but anyway on to the most embarrassing moment of my life so the guy that worked in my plaza I had already kind of like really liked my husband and knew that him and I were going to date. And I was honest with him and I had told him, hey, I promised this guy that like works in my plaza that I would go on a date with him. Like I'll cancel it. And my husband for some reason was like, you know what? Just go like see what happens. And so I ended up keeping the date, but I was honest with my husband. So my husband knew about the date. So I went on the date and I... (sighs) this is what you get for lying and not being up front. 
I was not honest with the guy. I did not tell him that I was dating somebody else. And I'm not that type of person. I typically do not date multiple people at once. I don't like doing that. I'm very monogamous. Even if we're not official, I don't like dating multiple people at once because I feel like I don't want to hurt their feelings. Or like, what if one guy, if I'm dating like two guys, what if one guy really likes me and the other one I'm like more into and then I have to break that guy's heart? Like I just, I'm not a mean person like that. So I just don't like dating multiple people at once. So I didn't tell the guy from my job that I was already seeing someone. So we go on the date. I'm totally not into it because in the back of my mind, I'm like, I already know who I want to go home to. And so, um, nothing happened on the date. Like we literally went to go eat at an Italian restaurant and then I went home. Well, when my husband and I became official, like I didn't really hear from the guy from work anymore. Like I didn't talk to him. I didn't get back to him. Like we didn't go on a second date or anything like that, but I never told him that I had a boyfriend. So months down the line, and I never told him because I wanted to be up front with him. He kept inviting me places, but I would just always decline or like make up some story because I wanted to tell him in person that I had a boyfriend. However, I didn't see him in my store anymore, so I just like brushed it off. Well, one day he texts me and he says, hey, do you want to go to a Clipper game? And I was like, oh, that sounds cool, but, like, I don't want to go to a Clipper game with him. Like, I have a boyfriend now. Like, that's awkward. How am I going to be like, yes, I want to go to the Clipper game and then tell him, like, hey, I have a boyfriend. That's messed up. So, um, I was, like, kicking myself in the butt for not just being upfront with him and telling him sooner that I had a boyfriend. So, I just, like, made up some bullshit excuse of how I was busy. So, my friend and I go eat ramen, and we're on a ramen date him and my, my, my friend and I. And my husband is like, what are you going to do tonight? Because he was busy, so we weren't going to hang out that night. And I was like, um, I don't know. I'm going to go eat ramen with this guy that I worked with, um, who was one of my best friends at the time. And I don't know. We'll see from there. So <laughs> I'm on my ramen friend date. Uh, and I get a call from one of my other friends. We'll call him Edward. And Edward is like, hey, I have tickets to a Clipper game. Like, are you down to come? I love Edward. Edward and I can talk for hours. Like, he was really cool. We used to play softball together. Like, I really liked hanging out with him. And I hadn't hung out with him for a while. So I was, like, telling Edward on the phone, you know what's weird? Like, you were the second person to invite me to a Clipper game today. And he's like, yeah, that's crazy. Do you want to come or not? And I'm like you know what? No. I was like, I like, what if I go to the Clipper game with Edward and I show up on the Jumbotron? What the hell am I going to tell the guy that works in my plaza if he sees me? Like, I don't want to get caught in this lie. Like that would be embarrassing. So I hang up the phone, me and my coworker, um, are on our way home from eating ramen. And my husband calls me, mind you, he's my boyfriend at the time. Um, (laughs) And I was telling him like, oh yeah, Edward invited me to go to a Clipper game. Like I really wanted to go with him because I miss him. But like, what if I show up on the Jumbotron or something? Like how embarrassing. And my husband was like, are you crazy? What the hell are the odds of you being on the Jumbotron? Like you you owe this guy nothing. You owe him no excuses. Like just go. And I'm like, okay. 
So my coworker was like, you sure you want to go? Like, yeah, you should go. You just have fun. Like, who cares? Yeah, who cares about that guy? And I'm like, all right, cool. So I call Edward back and I'm like, okay, Edward, like, I'm going to come. Like, I want to come with you. Screw it. Like, if it happens, if I see the guy, like, whatever. And he's like, okay. He goes, well, meet me at this Starbucks. This Starbucks was on the other side of the valley, like, completely the other side of the valley. So if you're in the valley, I live by the 101. This Starbucks is by the 118 freeway. So you know how far that is. So here I go, going to get dressed going to to uh, meet up at this starbucks and i'm talking on my phone with my husband and i'm like dude i'm kind of nervous about this like how crazy would it be if i do the one time in my life like i show up on the jumbotron and he sees me what how embarrassing like i don't know how i'm gonna live that down and he's like oh stop it like just go have fun okay so i get to this starbucks i'm waiting for edward and edward tells me that he's here so i get out of my car I walk towards the car. So Edward is in the driver, um, sorry, in the passenger, in the front passenger seat. There is a girl in the back passenger seat and then the person driving. So he wanted me to meet them there so we could all take one car. So (laughs) I get in the car. I say hello. Edward introduces me to the girl who's sitting next to me in the back seat of the car. And then he introduces me to the driver. And who is fucking driving the car? The guy that works in my plaza. (laughs) I was mortified. He never turned around to look at me. But once he said his name, we'll just name him Steven. Once he said Oh, once Edward said like, hey, this is, I don't know, Trisha, and this is Steven. I looked at Steven's face and I was like, holy shit, holy shit. I start freaking out. I'm panicking and I mean, I'm having a freaking meltdown in the back of the car and I look at Edward and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. So I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, I have two options. I can either suck up my pride, go to the game, and explain to him later. But I was like, if I explain to him later, like, one, I lied that I was busy when I wasn't. Two, I haven't told him I have a boyfriend. This is so awkward. I was so scared. Like, what if he's like, F you, get the hell out of my car and like leaves me at the Staples Center by myself? Like, what am I going to do? I was like, okay, second option, I just make up an excuse and I run. I like say something came up, I have to go. So what did I do? Well, I ended up with that option because I was terrified of facing this guy. And I was like, what if he leaves me stranded and down? downtown LA. I'm not having it. So I look at my phone and I start freaking out and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, you guys, I'm so sorry. I have to go. Like my mom is calling me. There's an emergency. I gotta go. I jump out the car and I just start bolting to the Starbucks and then I'm like, wait, why am I running to Starbucks? I need to run to my car. So I start running to my car. Edward pops out of the car and starts yelling, Christina, what are you doing? I jump in my car, start the ignition, and I just bolt down the damn street. And I'm freaking out. And I'm calling my husband. 
And he's like, I'm like, I'm not going, I'm not going. He's like, what's wrong? He's like, stop panicking. You're not going to see, he's not going to see you on the, in the, in the Jumbotron. And I'm like, Cameron, he was driving the freaking car. What are the odds? What are the freaking odds? This is what happens when you live in the Valley. The Valley is such a small world. I was mortified you guys and then edward starts texting me he starts calling me he is pissed off because he's like dude i canceled a girl another on another girl so that you can come we drove all the way over here to pick you up and then you run why and i was like you did not tell me that steven was coming i didn't even know steven was driving i didn't even know you knew steven and he's like I know everybody in the valley. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh my God. I said, I'm so embarrassed. Like, he's like, wait, Steven knows who you are. I'm like, no, he does not. I really don't think that he knows who I am because he, like, why didn't he tell me off? He's like, I told him you worked at Starbucks. And I was like, did you tell him the whole story? Did you know the whole story? Like, I didn't say anything. So I'm just mortified at this point. I feel like the shittiest person because I just ditched them. Like, they went out of their way to take me then he said they were making fun of me the whole time that they were at the game saying like oh my god I got an emergency I gotta go and I was like I don't care if you make fun of me I was mortified like what are the damn odds so I never reached out to Steven after this he didn't reach out to me I like was kind of waiting to see him again at my store so sure enough I think a couple weeks later he ended up coming in and I was totally prepared to like apologize in person. So when he comes into the store, I pulled him aside and I was like, hey, Steven, like, I'm really sorry. And I feel like shit for like what happened. I said, I was waiting to tell you in person when I saw you in the store that like I had a boyfriend. I said, it's my bad. Like, I should have been honest up front. I should have told you sooner. But like, I was waiting to tell you in person because I didn't, I felt like, texting someone was kind of like a cop-out I said so I feel really shitty about what happened and I genuinely did like that is a shitty thing to do to a person so I felt really really bad and while he was in the store he seemed pretty chill about it was like you know it's okay I totally understand no sweat like whatever and then he left but then he started texting me and he was being super super rude to me and I was like at first like okay I deserve this I did a really shitty thing but then he said something that really just pissed me off he's like I can't believe somebody with all that education all that all those degrees could be so stupid and then I was like you know what I'm sorry at this point you're not gonna speak to me this way you're not gonna degrade me like that you're not gonna attack my education I genuinely fess up and say I'm sorry for what happened because it was a shitty thing that I did but at the same time I'm not gonna let you disrespect me degrade me and talk shit about my education like that's just a low blow so I ended it at that I never spoke to him again I do feel like a bad shitty person for the situation I should have been honest this is what happens karma but one I never thought that the world was going to be this small and two you know, I already apologized. I don't think you degrading my education is like even appropriate at this point. Okay, so the next stories that I'm going to be telling you are just stupid dating stories that have kind of funny outcomes. Um, I thought at one point in my life, like 
dating friends of friends or friends was probably a good idea because they kind of already know you and like know the shit you've gone through so they're less likely to hurt you uh wrong (laughs) totally wrong um but anyway first story I'm gonna tell you is uh my friend Jay so Jay and I worked at Starbucks together um she's the one from my previous stories and while we worked at Starbucks together I want to say I was like 20 or 21 um she her boyfriend had this best guy friend who was single and she's like hey what if you hook up with we'll call him Xavier she's like what if you hook up with Xavier then we can like you know if you guys start dating like we can go on double dates like it'll be totally fun and I was like yeah that sounds like a good idea and I happened to actually go to high school with Xavier we just weren't friends when we were in high school so I already knew a little bit about him so anyway, um, we had communication issues. He had Boost Mobile at the time and I had T-Mobile. I had an extra phone and there would be times where Xavier and I were like going to go on dates and like I would text him every night like good night. So one time he was coming over to my house and he was coming to pick me up and he, I said, okay, like text me when you're here and he would get my text messages like from the night before that would say good night. And he would call me and be like, why are you texting me goodnight when I'm coming to pick you up? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I sent that to you last night. So I don't know what the hell was going on with Boots Mobile at the time. He just wasn't getting my text messages. Like, it was making things difficult. So I told him, like, I have an extra T-Mobile sidekick. If you get T-Mobile, like, I'll let you borrow the phone because I wasn't using it. And it was an extra one. And he was like, okay, yeah. Well, I don't know what the hell happened that he slowly started kind of disappearing and we kind of didn't know where he was at or like who he was hanging out with because he wasn't hanging out with Jay's boyfriend as much anymore so it was a little sketchy I didn't know where he was Jay's boyfriend didn't know where he was so we were all kind of like hmm something fishy is going on here so one day Jay and I happened to go um meet up with her boyfriend who happened to be at work he worked at another coffee shop not starbucks and but it was in our same plaza i walk in and i see xavier hanging out with another girl busted so i'm like all right what do i do in this situation and i'm like all right well this explains everything now i know where he's been now i know why he's been distant and now i know why none of us know where he's at lately so i walk up to xavier with while he's with this girl she doesn't pay me any attention i don't say hello to any of them and i just said xavier i'm gonna need my phone back and mind you, he's currently using it. So he pulls his, the phone out. He's struggling to take the SIM card out. He hands me the phone and me and Jay just walk out. I, at the time, felt like that was such a punch in the nuts. Like, I felt like, oh, motherfucker, like, that's what you get. Like, that's the most embarrassing thing that can happen. But now I feel kind of petty about it. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it was 1920 or 2021, like, it was just stupid little drama, but it was, like, it felt really good to do that to him at the time, because <laughs> I was like, yeah, take that, punk. <laughs> anyway, um, the next story I have, this was another one of Jay's friends who she actually went to high school with, but, um, 
I, we started talking online, um, and we tried to, we didn't, we didn't date, but we tried to. So we were talking online. Um, I felt comfortable talking to this person because they knew my best friend at the time. So I was like, oh yeah, like let's, you know, hang out sometime. So every time we would try to hang out, um, nothing would fall through. It would, something would always pop up magically that it just never happened. And I am very punctual. I don't like being late to stuff. Like if you tell me to be somewhere, I will be somewhere. So I don't like being, um, late to anything. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves. So I was just starting to get over this at this point. But anyway, one day we're supposed to go to the movies and he ends up standing me up and I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm over it. I'm done. I can't take this anymore. I go to work and guess who comes in? The guy from Facebook with another girl. And I'm like, are you an idiot? Like you stood me up and the next day you come to my freaking job with another girl? How stupid are you, dude? Like, I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) I really don't understand boys sometimes. Um, there was another time when I was dating another one of my friends. We'll call him Travis. Um, Travis told me one time that he was having a migraine and he was too sick to hang out with me. And I was like, okay, no problem. Like I was very disappointed because I really wanted to hang out with Travis and we were kind of dating at the time. And, uh, Then his friend, who happens to be my friend that I've known since um, junior high school, invites me over for a pool party. And I'm like, eh, why not? I might as well go. Like, I ain't doing shit. And um, I have a really big group of guy friends. I want to say there's probably 10 to 12 guy friends that I'm, like, really cool with um, to this day. And he was one of them. So I show up. And who's in the damn pool swimming? Travis. Travis looks at me with his mouth dropped, comes out of the pool. I'm in the house at this point. Comes out of the pool, tries to kiss me, and I push him away. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me, dude? Get the hell out of here. Like, you told me you had a migraine. He's like, oh, I did, but I had medicine. I said, okay, you took medicine, but you didn't call me to ask me to hang out. Like, what the hell? I don't understand boys. Why are boys so stupid? The last story I'm going to tell you is probably the most hurtful kind of breakup that I ever had. And there's nothing embarrassing or like stupid that I went through with this person other than the fact that they ghosted me. But the reason why I wanted to talk about this story is because in a recent podcast that I was listening to, um, the girl had mentioned how she believes that some people are put on your path for a reason, that people that you meet and encounter are here to teach you a lesson. And with this boy, I truly believe that he was placed on my path for this reason. Um, this relationship, I'm going to name this guy, Andrew. Andrew was the first non-toxic relationship, um, dating relationship, because he was never my boyfriend that I was in, that I was happy in. And I feel like almost this part of my life while I was with Andrew is kind of a blur. I feel like God put Andrew in my path to kind of pave the way to show me what 
a happy, healthy relationship should be like. And I feel like that's what led me to kind of raise my standards and open the doorway for my husband um, for our relationship because I had no dating standards prior to that. I feel like I always dealt with drama and bullshit because I was so used to giving people second chances and so used to trying to do everything I could in a relationship to emotional exhaustion before I would let the relationship go. And when Andrew came into my life, I feel like he showed me what a healthy, happy relationship should be. So I met Andrew in class. He was four years younger than me, but we had so much fun together. We never fought. We had a great relationship. And Andrew gave me the best gift that I can ever, I think, have gotten in life. And that was a new positive perspective in life. I feel like this was a huge turning point in my life that led me to a positive path. So not only was Andrew such a good person to me, treated me well, and we had fun together, like there was no drama, there was no jealousy, there was nothing like that. And it made me realize like what I deserved. Um, In previous relationships, I had people tell me that I was way too clingy because I wanted to hang out with them all the time. Andrew never made me feel that way. He always hung out with me. He never made me feel like I was crazy or clingy for wanting to hang out with him. Andrew always texts me all the time, um, but when he was with his family, he asked to respect that he would not answer the phone when he was with them, but he expected the same thing with me. If he was hanging out with me, he would not be on his phone, and he asked me to do the same because he wanted me to realize that when we were together, that was our time together, and we should respect that boundary and not be on our cell phone 24-7. So I totally liked that about him. Another thing is um, when we stopped dating and we were just friends, he um, always had like, he was the type of person that never got upset, never got angry, always kind of just went with the flow. And I kind of envy that about boys. I feel like boys are less emotional than girls and like they have that ability to like not let little shit bother them. So when I was um, getting into nursing school, I actually got rejected by all the schools that I had applied to at first. And my grandma happened to be um, hospitalized and I found out she had um, breast cancer. So when Andrew and I were no longer like dating, I had called him and I was like just talking to him and telling him like how stressed out I was about these issues. And he never let me pity myself he in a nice way kind of told me to suck it up and he basically taught me like if you can't handle a situation why stress about it like you can't change it if there's some like my grandma's breast cancer you can't change the situation so why are you going to sit here and dwell and waste time being angry frustrated and mad when you can't do anything about it He's like, try to change your perspective on life to be more positive, to be more happy. Like, let's look at the good things instead of the bad. And I really like that about him because in a nice way, he was telling me to suck it up and move on. Um, But at the same time, he was showing me that like, there are situations in life that you just can't handle. 
And you shouldn't dwell and be miserable because in a couple weeks or months, that misery isn't even going to matter. So why even bother wasting your time? So I really like that about him. Um, I also like that he pushed me out of my comfort zone. I, like I said, was such a goody two-shoes when I was growing up. And I was such a good girl. I would never break the law. Like, I wouldn't even jaywalk. Like, I was such a good person I was trying to be. Also, I wanted to be a cop. So, Andrew pushed me out of my comfort zone when it came to kind of living life. Um, One time, this is going to sound so stupid, but one time we were going to go play basketball at this local high school. And the high school was open. Everything was open. Everyone was playing their sports we were in college, by the way, um, everyone was playing their sports. Like they were on the football field. People were running track and he's like, let's go play basketball. So we went up to the basketball courts and they were locked. Um, we couldn't get in the, the gate was locked and he's like, okay, let's hop the fence. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Like you're crazy. I'm not hopping the fence. Like I'm not trying to get kicked out. I'm not trying to get arrested. And he's like, are you crazy? hop the fence and let's play basketball and I was literally terrified you guys because I don't do things like that I don't break rules I don't do that like that made me so anxious and he's like live a little and I'm like okay I hopped the fence but I still to this day couldn't believe I did it or had the balls to because like I said I I know you're shaking your head laughing at me thinking I'm dumb but I'm just not that type of person Oh, so what I like and I feel like the greatest gift that he gave me was um I was terrified of rocks. Like I know I hike all the time, um, but I'm so terrified of rocks and I'm always scared that I'm going to fall or like crack my head or be paralyzed or something. And so two separate occasions, we went to Point Doom in Malibu and barefooted, he had me hike all the rocks all the way around point doom to the top and then we walked right back to the bottom um hiked back to the bottom and grabbed our shoes and went home and I was like oh my god this is terrifying like I would never do this but he always pushed me to do things out of my comfort zone and last story I um went hiking with two of my girlfriends who we oh we were like hiking buddies we went hiking all the time and we went hiking by his house And I was so excited about the hike. There was this gigantic, huge rock that I wanted to climb on top of and like get a photo of me with my arms up because that's like what I do. I go hiking and I always throw my arms up once I reach the top of a mountain. But I was too scared to climb the rocks and so were the other two girls. So I happened to describe the rock to him when I got home and I was like, I was like, man, I was so excited to go hiking. Like this hike was so beautiful, so pretty, but I couldn't climb the rock. And like, I'm so disappointed because I really wanted to get the picture on top of the rock. And he's like, was there a bench like a couple feet away from the, from the rock? And I was like, yeah. And he told me, get your hiking gear pick me up at my house. We're going to go on that hike again. And we're not leaving until you climb that rock. And I'm like, you are psycho. Like, I can't do that. Like, I can't do those things. Like, I'm terrified. And he's like, no, I'm going to make you do it. Like, you're not coming home until you climb the rock. And I was like, oh God. Okay. So here we go. We go on this hike. I see the rock. It's huge. He helps me climb up there. And he's like, there, you did it. You faced your fear. And I'm like, oh my God, like there's another life lesson. Like there are things that you 
feel like you can't do, like they're unattainable, like you don't have the confidence in yourself, but sometimes other people have confidence in you that you don't even know you have. And I was so excited and so thankful for that because I was like, now I feel fearless. Now I feel like I can conquer and do anything, even though it's just like a stupid rock. Like it is a life meaning to me. And so there was another time where me and one of the girls went back and I told her, can you please take a photo of me when I reach the top? So I climbed the rock by myself without his assistance this time. And she took a picture of me on top of that rock with my arms up in the air. And it is one of my favorite photos to this day that I have of myself. And I was just so thankful. Um, I don't know what happened. I just feel like Andrew kind of started pulling away from me Um and we decided we were just going to stay friends. And one day I was on the phone with him, but he was at a birthday party. And I asked and he told me like, you know, um, I'd want, I, I, I'd love to keep talking to you. He's like, but I don't want to be rude. Um, I'm at a birthday party and, you know, I have to tend to my friends. And I knew this about Andrew. I knew he was very respectful and would never go on his phone when other people were around. So I said, okay, like, that's fine. I said, have fun. And he's like, okay, I'll call you later. I never heard from Andrew ever again. Um, It broke my heart. We were no longer dating, but like we were still friends at this point. And it broke my heart because not because I wanted to be with him, not because I was sad our relationship was over, but more so because of the amazing friendship that we had afterwards and all the amazing gifts he gave me by making me go out of my comfort zone, making me not pity myself, making me realize that you shouldn't stress about life and you should be a happier person and making me conquer my fears. The fact that this person was able to push me to do these things and now I lost them was such a great loss for me. Like I was devastated. I've never been more heartbroken over somebody that I dated than I was for this person. And we only dated like six months. You guys, I've dated my like high school sweetheart. I dated for four years. My ex-fiance I was with for two years, like other people that I've dated for two years. And I just didn't I didn't care like after two weeks I ain't crying over your ass anymore but this person I was like devastated for months and it was because of that like you I feel like he was kind of like an angel that God put on my path just to show me these things and to show me that there I deserve better and to show me that like life is about enjoying it and like doing taking risks And so I had reached out to him multiple times trying to figure out, like, how come you don't want to be friends with me anymore? Like, what is it? And I just took it as, you know, maybe he was just put, maybe he is an angel, maybe he doesn't exist, maybe he was just put on my path for this reason to show me that there is another way of living life. And I feel like that kind of changed everything for me. And I felt like when I stopped looking for things in a relationship that's when I met my husband and that's what changed I mean my husband is completely different than any other person I've ever dated and now we're almost seven years strong so I feel like this one relationship even though it didn't work out I totally feel like 
it kind of paved the way for me to realize what I deserve in life. I was literally just talking to a coworker about how thankful I am to have my husband, how amazing he is. Like I could have never dreamt him up. Like I would have never expected to be treated the way he treats me. He is just so good to me. We don't fight. We don't argue. We have so much fun together. We get along great. Um, He is, God, he is just such an amazing person to me. And I seriously hope that this does last till death do you part because I will probably never date again if we got divorced because after all the drama and bullshit that I went through, I just, I don't understand anymore. Like I was literally just talking to a coworker about her dating life and how she just can't find anyone. And I'm like, girl, I feel you. I was there. I felt like everyone wanted to just sleep around but didn't want to man up and commit. And I was just so sick and done and over with. Like I literally had a plan that if I didn't get married by 30, I was just gonna like give up on relationships. I was just gonna get a sperm donor, move to Vegas, buy a cheap house and raise my kid there. Like, I don't know why this was my plan. Thankfully, I met my husband and those circumstances are out the window now but I'm like dating is just so difficult so it still kind of makes me laugh at the fact that I met my husband on tinder he was literally my first and only tinder date and it worked out amazing in my favor but anyway guys I'm gonna end the podcast here thank you so much for listening and joining in this week please like share tell me how you feel rate me on my podcast to help it grow and I will see you next week and I hope I made you smile and laugh.